VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love merriment. This is Doug Loves Movies, coming to you once again from Lockdown Town for another Homes Alone edition. My guests today are three old bees, or should I say returning guests. They are Jen Kirkman, Jeremiah Watkins, and Andy Wood. Hello, everybody. Hey, hey Doug. Hi, Doug. Hi. Hey. What's going on, guys? Let's uh, say hello to everybody individually and alphabetically, starting with she's the host of the Misfit Toys podcast, No Fun with Jen Kirkman. It's Jen Kirkman. Hi, Doug. Thanks for having me back. Thanks for being back. I know you're uh, you're super busy, uh, like you have an actual job right now. Um, yes, but I'm not supposed to say it, so I can't say it. Okay. <laughs> Jen has a secret gig, and uh, so you, you told me you're only available on weekends, so I'm, I'm glad we were able to work this out on a uh, Sunday afternoon. On the Lord's Day, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should mention it is December 6, 2020. And um, thank you for being here, Jen. You were you were here like a month or so ago. I think I won. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, you won. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm especially happy to have have you back so soon. It was my usual. I won without knowing what I was talking about, but it was like a combination of luck and stuff. Yeah, but that's uh, you know that's part of the uh, uh, fun of the show at this point. I can't have all jeopardy champions on some people have to Ooh. be kind of dumb I um, that reference <laughs> um, our next guest is the host of the jeremiah wonders podcast it's jeremiah watkins hey dude hey good to be here how's it going i'm good i'm one of those kind of dumb people that you've had a, on a few times i've never won <laughs> but it's good to be here man <laughs> you never win i've never won before but i've got i got second last time so you know things are looking up I didn't even know I broke it down into second and third place, but uh, I'm glad you did. I did in my head. <laughs> in your own mind, <laughs> you, you knew you were second best. Um, also joining us today, the co-host of several podcasts and the recent 
is it four? Did you win four times? Yeah, four times. Four night champion on Jeopardy uh, during Alex Trebek's you know last month of shows. It's Andy Wood, everybody. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's it's been a little while. I'm psyched to be here. Yeah, I'm psyched that you were uh, on Jeopardy because I watch it every <laughs> night anyway, and so. Uh, I turned it on, you know, that first night you were on. And when you popped up, I like told my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. That's, <laughs> that's Andy Wood. And um, and then I uh, Jonah texted me, Jonah Ray texted me some random thing. And I go, not now. Andy Wood's on Jeopardy. <laughs> and and then Jonah wrote back, oh, that's that starts tonight. I forgot. And I'm like, that starts. You've already <laughs> given away. Oh, no. You've given away that he wins at least once. <laughs> yeah, that was hard to keep it. I mean, I didn't tell, you know, they, they, they want you not to tell anybody so that people will be encouraged to t tune in. But, you know, I, when I would mention to friends I was on, I would ask them, well, do you want to be surprised? And someone, some were like, I have no way of watching this show. So just tell me. So I did tell, <laughs> I told a few people, but not, I tried to keep it pretty surprising for everybody. Yeah. And also the show itself um, is kind of, they're not down on having comedians on, but they really kind of dance around uh, what you you know, what you are and what you do for a living. Right. To come up with like four little chats with uh, Alex. Uh, <laughs> and one of them, you had just, an answer was who is Patton Oswalt. That was crazy. Yeah. And then you got to go, well, I know that guy, which normally the contestants are bragging about knowing me. <laughs> I, yeah, that was probably a bad move, but it was just so funny that I got to say the word Patton Oswalt at the name Patton Oswalt and get like $1,800 for it or whatever it was. Yeah. And you were also kind of like laughing to yourself as you said it, like, you know, it's a guy I know. Right. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> which I, it's, probably not fun for the audience at home because they probably think this is all some you know rigged thing of insiders when you do that but whatever that was my genuine emotion at the time so. oh yeah trump came out right away and said that it was rigged um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you uh now i know alex obviously isn't going to be hosting the show anymore but um you do you feel like your four wins was enough to will you be back for the tournament of champions uh, well, you could go to the Jeopardy site and see what the current top 15 people are. And I take 15 for the tournament and I'm, I'm at like 11 right now. So if four more people knock me down, I'm out, but I don't know how long this, it's not like just one TV season. I don't know what the, what the span of time when they say now we're having it is. So who knows it's possible, but um, I don't want to like get too hopeful about it. Cause I don't want to be let down, but it'd be super fun to get back on. Cause now I know how I would change my buzzer strategy. So Oh yeah. What would you do? Put it in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've talked about this a, a bunch of podcasts already, but the buzzer timing is so, I mean, that's more than half the game. Oh yeah. It's, it's insane. But now I, I think I would just fixate on one of these off screen lights that illuminates when it's, when, the, when they've opened up the field the, for, for buzzing in. Cause if you come in early, you're locked out and it's a very quick, difficult thing to figure out when Alex has officially finished the question. But, um, yeah, you really have to like just watch and read along with him, figure out the answer, and then hit your buzzer the second he stops speaking. Yeah, and you don't know if you're early, you don't get like a you're locked out, but you don't get some feedback, so you don't know that you were early. So it's hard to like calibrate and learn as you go. You just know you didn't get in. So it's just yeah, that that part was infuriating. Everything else about it was the coolest thing I've gotten to do in life. <laughs> <laughs>
but there was many times where you knew the answer but couldn't get in because of the yeah yeah i mean i'm not i'm in no way like downplaying uh charlie's victory over me but like that game i had a string of eight questions in a row that i knew i just couldn't get in i was just like ah how do i fix this yeah it's always amazing when somebody runs a category because it's like i guess they just they land in a category that they know really well and then also just get the timing down on uh on all the things i thought i came up with a theory watching you that week and that's the every day the new contestants going up against a champion have, are playing somebody that's had more practice yeah. uh, practical practice on the buzzer than they have yeah it just keeps the the advantage sort of increases over time yeah yes that's i think that's why ken jennings lasted as long as he did is is more buzzer than anything else that's what they say i mean he's also ridiculously knowledgeable <laughs> yeah he knows the answers too i I'm, i think it's just buzzer guys i think it's all buzzer, <laughs> it's all buzzer. <laughs> they're, they're gonna rename the show to all buzzer <laughs> um I, I appreciate jen and jeremiah being here for this episode of doug talks to andy about <laughs> dude I, I, it's fascinating i'm just listening being like awestruck right now like this is crazy like yeah the, my mind is blown scoop. yeah and you got to andy um you take a picture with alex uh, uh, that they set up but they but you didn't stand right next to each other because of covid yeah. So usually everyone gets a side by side. They're, they're like memento of that, of that experience. And it, it was this 20 foot apart thing. And I wore like stupid pants. Cause I thought I'd be behind the podium all day, especially with COVID. And instead there's this wide shot where you could see my mismatched pants with my oh. jacket as I'm 20 feet away from Alex. It's, it's a... And what was your favorite? Is there, is there something uh, the dearly departed Alex Trebek said to you, um, you know, during your run that, uh, you know, off camera that you remember? Well, you know, all, the only off camera stuff that happens is uh, during the credits. And it's really just him trying to give all three people a brief bit of like, it's weird because at, at that moment you have one happy person and two very unhappy people. And he's having to sort of like have a good bedside manner for all three of those people. So it's a very, um, not that chummy, you know, just kind of like a, not a lot happens basically. And because of the quiz show scandal back in the, 50s um you know they want to make sure he doesn't get too chummy with people and play favorites at all so it's 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 a very polite but not sort of um remarkable i, I mean he's great he's such a pro and it's such a thrill just to get to talk to him but it wasn't like we started being like all right let's cut the shit and get to some real uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also when you're standing around waiting to you know uh for things to happen did were you ever on set when he do that thing where he just start taking questions from the audience well, that's another bummer is COVID. There was no audience. So all that stuff you heard was just, was just oh, put in right. post. So even he, he did say, actually, that was kind of interesting. He talked to us a little bit during commercial breaks about how he was sort of like, you know, this is kind of more, it's almost like comedy clubs. Like you should have been here last week. Like he's, he's like, it's kind of more fun when there's an audience it's sort of too bad. We're playing to this uh, empty room, but um, which, yeah, would have been fun to see him get to be celebrated by i'm sure this this season would have been just such a fun victory lap with the audiences i'm sure they would have been giving him standing ovations and you know it's too bad he didn't get that love directly in his last season but um yeah but they definitely don't uh you know that's one game show where because i got to go see some tapings because of ken jennings and um the you know the audience remains mostly silent you know during it you know like they don't uh, they only just applaud coming in and out of commercial and even then it's not 
people whooping and hollering like like any other game show would would have that's true yeah wouldn't you have loved it if the last week was like family feud with steve harvey though where people are just going insane in the audience (laughs) what did you just say (laughs) i hope steve harvey is a um is one of the guest hosts (laughs) that would be incredible oh my god See him do one of those long takes to camera with his mouth open and just shaking his head. Yeah, those <laughs> existential crisis moments. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know Ken Jennings is going to host the first week, but also not unlike the contestants, I feel like hosting the show is not something that, that you can just jump into. Like, it's interesting to me that they're going to try to do, a, a, you know, at least a few different guest hosts. Yeah, sort of like the post Carson Tonight Show era. I wonder if it's going to be like that. Yeah, Jay Leno out of nowhere steals it. Uh, (laughs) Hey guys, uh, it's good to be back on the show. (laughs) I think Ken Jennings should bring back Richard Dawson's kissing of everyone. Especially Family now. food yeah. and just bring it. Yes, bring it to Jeopardy. Just add some a little sex to it. Well, I've been watching a little bit of uh, you know buzzer on Pluto TV shows uh, old game shows and they have a bunch of episodes of concentration that were host by a much younger Alex Trebek and it was in the seventies and he is so handsy with all the uh, lady contestants. It's really it's a, it's a way different Alex than we're used to. Cause he's, you know, he's always just so, uh, you know, professorial and sitting yeah. behind the podium, you know? And uh, yeah, he was real, real frisky. And I saw him on a celebrity bowl episode of celebrity bowling and uh, not a bowler, not good at bowling. I can't see. It. Yeah, I, that's believable. <laughs> I bet he's a good curler, though. If you had I celebrity bet. curling, I bet that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd sweep up. All right. <laughs> Box office report. Not much to say. Uh, the Crudes, a new age, continues to dominate at the domestic box office, taking in four point five million this weekend. And then second place is a movie called Half Brothers, Half Brothers, and I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no idea, uh, but it takes a steep drop from 4.5 million. It only made $670,000. Wow, so, are these all drive-ins? I think so, I think it's mostly drive-ins. And then uh, I guess there's socially distanced theaters and uh, rentals, you know, I, I've got friends who've rented an entire theater just for them and 10 friends, but right. I haven't been able to find a situation like that here in Los Angeles. I, I heard that the AMC in Century City was doing it, but then when you go to their website, it's very confusing whether or not it, it, you can do it. Do you think next year or soon they're gonna start including these totals VOD dollars? I mean, they have to eventually, right? If I would think so, yeah. Yeah, because I think HBO so. Max is is rolling out a couple of movies straight to you know a, a couple. Well, yeah, they're going to try to do. Warner Brothers wants to do their whole slate uh, yeah. combo of HBO Max and and uh, you know drive-ins and 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 the theaters that are open at the same time. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, I'll do my lame box office reports that don't <laughs> don't seem to really matter. Um, <laughs> The next thing I want to do before we play some games is just ask everybody. I want I want to start with Jen because I have to apologize to her because the last time she was on, I just said, "Hey, recommend a, a movie to watch," and she gave a very strong recommendation to a movie that I think you know 
she made it sound like it's really good and i just haven't gotten around to watching it yet uh it's called was it called the 12th man yes 12th man and where is it on netflix i think it's on netflix yeah it's a great yeah. world war ii documentary movie about one guy yeah see that's where i mean it's not it's a it's not fiction but it's also it, it has actors it's not really a documentary. oh yeah sorry it's not a documentary it's a so based on yeah. a true incident a true exactly true yeah and i just haven't gotten to it because i just get lost at war movie i even my favorite war movies of all time i've maybe only seen like once i just don't it's just not a genre that i like you know am excited about I totally get it. And I shouldn't have said war because there's zero war in it, really. It's just sort of like a guy running from the law by himself in the mountains. Well, but if I am going to watch a war movie, Jen, I want it to have war in it. OK, well, there's a little bit, but then mostly it's other stuff. Just the moment will find you. I watched it on a day when I really needed some inspiration and I was inspired. I was feeling okay. low about the world. I think people that have listened to this show have been watching it. I just feel I, I feel bad because we were even, uh, you know, tweeting about it a little bit that I hadn't gotten to it yet. No, and, I was uh, hurt. No, I wasn't really. Well, no, what I <laughs> I felt bad. Now you're not going to watch. I don't even have anything to recommend now because December for me is all Hallmark Christmas all the time. Have you seen um, Have you seen Hulu's entry in the in the Christmas thing? Uh, happiest season. I'm brand loyal Hallmark only. If there's time, because they have 34 movies they release. So if there's time, if I'm bored after Christmas, I'll maybe check the other ones out. But I, I just, it's the same with you in like a war movie. I just go, ah, I don't want to. <laughs> if it's not Hallmark, if it's not going to have a lot of cheese on it, I don't exactly. want to it. Exactly. I don't need a Christmas movie. I need it to be very specific. But I did watch a um, documentary, My Psychedelic Love Story directed by Errol Morris uh, about one of uh, Timothy Leary's ex-girlfriends and how they thought she might be a CIA agent and how she helped to get him out of prison and blah, blah, blah. So it was very, that was interesting. Okay. I watched that on Showtime. I'll put you down for Hallmark, Christmas movies, and my psych psychedelic love story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's locked in. It's official. And we'll let you know how many points you got for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah, do you uh, have something to recommend? Uh, yeah, I've got two documentaries to recommend, actually. Um, a Frank Zappa documentary just came out called Zappa. Yeah, Zappa. And it is uh, it's fantastic. And uh, I really don't claim to be like a huge Zappa fan even. I have like uh, one of his albums, uh, like one of his CDs, uh, Joe's Garage. Um, and I just learned so much about him just as an artist. And it was just it was an inspiring documentary. And then uh, Belushi is uh, another documentary that just came out that... Uh, is a bunch of footage and interviews and stuff with his friends and family that uh, were recorded over the years that were just released. So yeah, those are two great comedy documentaries if you are into that kind of thing. Is the Belushi documentary, I mean, uh, obviously like Zappa, you know, his life ended so somewhat tragically, but he got, he accomplished so much before he died, whereas Belushi was, you know, one of those gone too soon stories. Is, is, does that hang over the Belushi thing or is it a fun watch? It's it hangs over it a little bit because it, it's kind of hard to not feel that throughout because it's one of those things where in the back of your mind, you know, the ending before. Yeah. You know, when you start the documentary, so it, it does have a little 
sad tone undertone to it, but it's really cool to see and uh, here they did a, like a lot of phone interviews and a lot of um, radio interviews with Ackroyd and different cast members and uh, his wife and stuff that have never been heard that they that they weaved into it pretty seamlessly. So um, it was cool. But yeah, it's definitely it's it's a little bit more of a sad undertone than the Zappa just because Zappa got to live a little bit more of a full life, you know? Yeah. And the thing about Zappa is, do you feel like the, for you feel you were uh, uninitiated enough that you learned a lot, but also uh, it doesn't go into the, you never were lost by it. Like you don't have to have been there. Like it's still. No, you don't have to be like a huge fan of him. It's, it's more like just kind of inspiring, like watching as an artist or anybody who's creative, like just to see what he did and, and his love just for the art of it. He didn't care about getting famous or anything like that. And he really only had technically like one hit in his entire catalog that they referenced, uh, his Valley girls song. And, uh, and he said that like during the documentary is kind of cool. He was in another country doing concerts and he didn't even realize that that song was blowing up in America while he was on tour out of the country. So that was, that was pretty interesting. All right. Andy Wood. Well, Jeremiah just stole my favorite recent movie. Yeah. That Zappa documentary. It's, it's, it's so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. I think it's in my top five music documentaries ever. It's, it's very strong. And it's directed by uh, Alex Bill S. Preston Esquire winter right yes yes um wild stallions (laughs) but it's uh i'm pretty initiated as a zappa fan but there was still tons of new information to me and i think it would be awesome for a person who knew nothing about him or who just thought of him as a novelty act because it spends so little time talking about the sort of novelty of his lyrics because that is just a tiny percentage of what he did and you know this is a guy who put out what 62 albums like his music output is just unparalleled and you just forget or maybe people don't know how exacting his standards were like what he expected of his musicians like after i finished watching it i instantly went to youtube and started to look up live performances of which there are a lot of well shot ones and you just can't believe how like the amount, the number of hours that these bands would have had to put in to get these ridiculously complicated songs together. It's, it's amazing. Um, my other movie though, would be the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Have you guys talked about that yet? We have, cause Ricky Lindholm has been a uh, uh, guest on the show. And uh, so we, you know, talked it up then. And uh, you know, I, I like that movie, but it, actually Ricky and not only Ricky's performance, but also that a character like that exists in that movie is, uh, that's my favorite thing about that movie. Yeah, and I'm just a huge Jim Cummings fan. Like Thunder Road's one of my favorite movies of the last five years or so. So, yeah, everybody yeah. went crazy for Thunder Road. It was like big at, uh, I think, South by Southwest. And um, I never got around to seeing it. So that was my first exposure to him was the uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. And it's, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like Thunder Road is like the, you know, it's obviously not about a wolf attacking people <laughs> in a small town. But like he sort of plays the same kind of character. He's in law enforcement and he's always second guessing himself and he has a, you know, daughter drinking problem. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that. And there's sort of parallel scenes with his daughter in both movies that I love both of those. But um, yeah, I, I think he's he's going to be an interesting guy to watch his, his career. Because uh, those are, I think, his only his only two movies, right? Because Thunder Road was based on a short that did well at South by. Yeah, yeah, and you just see he's like this. The it's sort of like a sensitive hero kind of kind yeah. of character, and so I, I do want to go back now and 
and uh, see Thunder Road. Oh, you said you haven't seen it yet. I haven't. No, that I, oh. my first experience with him was Snow Hollow. So it was, uh, it was interesting to find out that uh, the other movies does have those parallels. Yeah, that's great. You got to go check that out. All right. Well, thank you for those recommendations. I will pass them along to the head office. <laughs> 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 we'll see what comes back. Uh, but now let's, uh, let's play some games. I got uh, two games prepared for today. Starting with one uh, we've been playing lately, so maybe Jen's played it before, but I'm not sure. It's mm -hmm. called So-and-So and the Something Something. There's lots Ooh. of titles throughout uh, film history that are the name of a person and then some other piece of information about the story, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Indiana jo Jones and the, you know, take your choice of any of those movies. And then, uh, you know, Remo Williams and the continuing adventure. I, I changed that one. It was actually <laughs> Remo Williams, the adventure continues, which was a cheeky way of, of trying to make a series of films. And then it stalled out at, at just one. Um, <laughs> uh, but you get the idea. Those kind of titles are out there. So what I've done with this game is I've made up, I've taken movies that don't have that kind of title and made up one for it. So it's basically uh, the name of a character in the film and then some other element about it. And I will read it first to Jen. And uh, if she doesn't know what movie it is or guesses wrong, then we go to Jeremiah and then we'll go from him, we'll go to Big Brain Andy. <laughs> Remind everybody how much you won on Jeopardy. Uh, $93,999. Okay, I'm so intimidated right now. <laughs> and don't, and just, you know, don't let your family come after you for that money. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just be like, oh, they pay it out over 30 years. Right. Well, yeah, they, don't, they don't pay you for four months until after it airs. So I won't get a check till March. So I have nothing right now. Well, Andy, oh. I won a dollar twenty-five at a Vegas Jeopardy slot machine Ooh. once. So just saying... That might be more difficult, to be honest. Might <laughs> I've never played this game, Doug, so I'm nervous okay. and excited. Oh, I think you're going to do great at it. <laughs> I say that to everybody. It's 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 one of those games where you like it comes to you, uh, you know, you know what it is, or you, or you don't, and so don't feel bad if you don't uh, know what it is. And uh, I'll start with you, Jen. Okay. Jonathan Traeger and the Lost Love Connection. Oh, God, I have no idea. I don't even know who Jonathan <laughs> Traeger is. It sounds so familiar. So a guy who lost his love. Um, I don't know who that is. I'm just going to take a wild guess. Okay. Um, I don't even know the name of the movie I'm trying to guess. <laughs> it's the one. Um, uh, the Lost Love Connection. Um, I, I love, actually. I know this isn't correct. No, it's not love, actually. Uh, what do you think it is, Jeremiah? Uh, my buzzer seems to be malfunctioning right now. <laughs> oh, um, I don't, I'm not really sure what's going on. Uh, I think I may have to pass on this one. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh, man. I someone Andy knows it. Someone trying to track down a lost love. Um, I mean... I haven't seen this, which I, I probably should have, but is this 
the plot of the notebook no Don't it's forget not right. to phrase it as a question what is the notebook it's not the notebook is it what is the notebook no I mean, everyone's going to go, yeah, of course, because, you know, you just don't necessarily, they may not, who knows how often they even say his name out loud in the film, but Jonathan Traeger is played by John Cusack, and the movie uh, is called Serendipity. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have known. Kate, I don't think Kate Beckinsale? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's one of those movies where the, the whole premise is that they should be together, but they keep having other relationships, and they keep... He keeps like try, trying to find her, but then giving up. And then, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is a rom-com. So they do eventually get together. I thought it ended with him blocking her on Twitter. No, <laughs> or that's, that's what he did in real life. Probably. <laughs> Twitter wasn't a thing yet. He ends up uh, um, canceling his MySpace. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even think MySpace was a thing yet when that movie came out. So that may also be an issue for Jeremiah because uh, he just celebrated his 16th birthday. <laughs> hey, it was my bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> it took you those extra three years to become a man. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go on to another one. See, if, uh, you know, that's part of the fun of this game is that everybody's wrong most of the time. Uh, <laughs> this next film, Jen, and only Jen gets to guess, John Winger and the Urban Assault Vehicle. Uh. Okay. <laughs> no intimidating noises from the sorry, other sorry. players. I feel Please. like this is the Wild Hogs, the John Travolta <laughs> movie. <laughs> no, right? I wouldn't know which Wild Hogs name to use. I know. I don't, I don't feel like there's a clear lead in that movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, it's probably the Terminator or something. But anyway, I'm wrong. Bye. That's okay. Jeremiah, what do you think? This movie was made. Uh, is it the A-Team? No, but I like that guess. Uh, I like that guess very much. Uh, but I think Andy knows it because he made I a think, grunting noise. Yeah, I think John Winger rarely wears underwear. When he does, it's usually something interesting. <laughs> is that right? Uh, yeah. What is Stripes? Yeah. Oh, what? I love Stripes. Yeah. Remember the whole long uh, end sequence where they have a, a rigged out, a tricked out motorhome that's an urban assault vehicle? What a bad third act to a great movie. Yes. It's a little bit of a letdown, but it's kind of fun that, uh, you know, that the character that they've been at odds with kind of, you know, runs in and jumps on top of the assault vehicle and helps them save the day at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's definitely, it's, it's a weird movie in that it really has a strong finish and then keeps going for a while. Mm. Um, but so that means that Andy Wood is on the board with one point. Still anybody's game, though. Jen, are you ready for another one? Yes. I'm going to say this probably every time, but I think you're going to get this one. Okay. Charlie Babbitt and his babbling brother. And it's a movie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have no idea. I was I was like, it sounds like two and a half men. That's why I said, is that a movie? Oh, I uh, see. But no. Okay, let me take a real, real guess. And his babbling brother. Oh, is it... Um, uh, Step Brothers? No. I like that. I like that guess, though. No. Is it... Okay, so Jeremiah. 
Is it Rain Man? That is correct. Nice. Yes. Oh, yes. Do you know I have never seen Rain Man? Don't yell it's at me. It's phenomenal. It's I really know. Good. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also don't know what's wrong with Rain Man. Is he? What does he have in that? Is he just? Uh... I think he was autistic back when yeah. that term was just becoming a thing people were aware of, and when everyone thought that autism automatically meant you were a savant. Also. Yeah. Exactly. And it it's kind also of a his character like, in Urban Cowboy. No offense to his acting. Yeah. Hey, Ratso Rizzo. Urban Cowboy. You mean Midnight Cowboy? Oh, Midnight uh, Cowboy. Sorry. <laughs> I was like John Travolta. What? I know it's he's on my brain. Yeah, that's a good one though for a future game, Urban Cowboy, because that movie takes some weird, uh, some weird turns. So I could say like John Travolta's character name and the lady who likes to get hit a lot. <laughs> whatever a lot, a lot of abuse in that movie people look back at it and they think it's just a fun cowboy movie but it's it's kind of dark um jeremiah's on the board Oof. here we go andy yeah. here we go dude <laughs> we are tied i'm so yep. proud that i'm tied with a jeopardy champ <laughs> <laughs> um but that means jeopardy chap andy gets to go first on this next one and it goes a little something like this. Malcolm Turner and the funny fat suit. Mm. Oh man. Uh, this makes me wonder if the movie itself has a person putting on a fat suit or if the movie takes place with someone in a fat suit the whole time. Um, and the funny fat suit. I. Mm. Fat suit movies, fat suit movies. Uh, <laughs> I can't pull anything besides things where the title has the person's name and it's not Norbit. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Nutty Professor, I don't know. Those are good guesses, but uh, incorrect. Jen? Um, it's the first thing that came to mind. Shallow Hal. Oh, yeah. But no, a lot of lot of fat shame in that movie. Yeah, that's the only thing that threw me was I don't think it was a funny fat suit thing, but I I didn't know. Jeremiah, Andy took my first guess, so my <laughs> second guess is uh, Big Mama's house. That is correct. Oh, oh nice. Yes. Work. Damn it. Yeah. And that is, I, I, I hadn't thought of that angle that Andy took with it, but I pretty much do describe what happens in the movie, not uh, like a behind the scenes angle. Right. Like, like uh, it is, he does put on a fat suit and then all the humor uh, comes from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Jeremiah is in the lead. He's got two points. Oh my God. Yeah. So I know yeah. that's 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 everybody's inner thoughts right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy gets to go first on this next one. There's only a few left. Uh, Andy, what movie could be called Ryan Stone and the Solitude of Space? Ooh. Um uh, oh. Is that the name of the character in 2001? A Space Odyssey. A Space Odyssey? <laughs> would, would Alex give it to you if you just said 2001, or do you think you'd have to say the whole thing? 
That's a good question because someone else messed, someone lost on a different Kubrick movie because they tried to do the full Dr. Strangelove title and messed it up. And he said he would have accepted Dr. Strangelove, but they tried to do the, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb, but right. messed it up. So I would just say, well, I would say 2001 A Space Odyssey. But, okay, that's not the answer. Uh, what do you think it is, Jen? Will you say it again one more time? Mm-hmm. I'll say it as many times as you need to. <laughs> That's what I love about Family Feud is that uh, Steve Harvey will say the question 10 times. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, while they're stalling. But I really am. I just needed to hear it one more time. He goes, But he goes down the line and repeats the whole thing every time to every contestant. Um, Ryan Stone and the Solitude of Space. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I just don't know the name of the movie, but I know what it is. God damn it. It's I mean, the George Clooney one where he, he falls away in space. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, but this is this happens on Jeopardy too, where somebody's wrong answer will give the correct answer to the next person. That's great. I, I think I might just <laughs> chill and lose today. But I think it's that movie. What do you think, Jeremiah? I think I'm confusing space titles, so this is the only one that's coming to mind right now. Ad Astra. No, it's not at Astra. Uh, I think Jen is uh, just having trouble coming up with the word gravity. Oh. Gravity. Uh. And, but that's also the, the trick of this one is that uh, that's Sandra Bullock's name. Oh. Yeah, her name's Ryan. That was my first uh. thought. I just like it's, it's a female lead and it couldn't be that one. Yeah, yeah isn't that wild? Sometimes um, names are both, you yeah. guys. Yeah, it's true. Uh, who started that one? Andy started that yeah. one. So we go back to Andy again for this next one. Nick Dunn and the Disappearing Dame. The Disappearing Dame. Wow, this is hard. Yeah. Um, uh, um, is... I'm not, big, uh, I'm not big on the word dame. I just, it's, a, sure. it's an alliteration. Alliteration, yeah. Um, I'm just going to guess Gone Girl. That is correct. Oh, 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 wow. oh whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. That's good. All right. Out okay. Of, uh... okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> All right, I dug get... through me with Dame because I would have kicked it back to like, oh, it must be an old movie. That's what I was thinking, yeah, too. I was right? like, ah, yeah, we got a Dame over here. Yeah. Uh, it must be one of these older movies. <laughs> Check out her walking sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's some of that in uh, Mank. I watched Mank the, uh, uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, should I watch that? Um, it's not a Hallmark movie, so maybe in January. Okay, yeah, you're right. Do like and, a and, and it can wait. The story of Citizen Kane won't change between now and then. Yeah. And nobody can really spoil it. Um, okay. Uh, you get to go first, Jen. This, this is your time to get on the board. Okay. Uh, this is a person named Zofia, Z-O-F-I-A, Zawistowski. Zofia Zawistowski. Okay. And the difficult decision. Oh, I know this one. Sophie's Choice. That's correct. Nice. Oh, I. <laughs> the difficult decision was what did it, and then the Polish name. Or yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I mean not that it came together nicely for you, but it was not. It was too little, too late. 
you're uh, <laughs> you only have the one point where Jeremiah and Andy both have two points. So to determine a winner of this game, it's going to be just between Jeremiah and Andy. This is going to be a speed round. I'm just going to say one more of these, and the first person who names it is the winner. That's how easy this one is. Uh, do you both have your mouths on your buzzers? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Captain Quint and the Jaws of Death. The Jaws? <laughs> I think it sounded like Andy got in a second before Jeremiah did. <laughs> was I right? Am I right I about think, that? I think I think so. I'm, I yeah. feel awful about winning on that. Though. Yeah. No, that was a that was a tight one. Well, you know, there's no prizes. There's not even prizes for audience members. So uh, it's all just a matter of personal pride. And I think you all did great. And I wouldn't have known that last one, by the way, even though I know Jaws. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is also it's a bit of a trick question because why would I throw the title right there in the uh, setup? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was about but, to start saying the life aquatic of <laughs> yeah. Zizu. Uh, so that means that uh, Andy won that game, but it's not over. He just gets to go first in our next game, uh, which we will play after these words. We'll be right back. No flipping. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back. And we are going to play a game that I, now this game, Jen, I think you have played because I've been playing this one a lot lately. It's called Weird Algorithm. Does that sound familiar to you, Jen? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's the game where uh, IMDB has an algorithm by which they determine whether or not any given individual is more popular than another. Yes, this is a good one. Yeah, so what I do is I take a movie, I tell you the title of the movie, and uh, like I said, we'll start with Andy, and uh, each of you will get a chance to go first. But there's three rounds, and everybody guesses. I'll say a movie, and then Andy will go first, and he'll guess who he thinks from that movie would be the most popular today based on the current algorithm on IMDb. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's changing all the time, but they have a thing where you can click on it and you can refine the list of the cast of anything uh, to list everybody in their IMDb popularity index order. So it's always uh, pretty tricky who ends up being top billed uh, when you break it up like that. So if you guess the number one person, you get three points. Number two, you get two. And number three, you get one. If the person you name is anywhere lower than that, you don't get any points. And like I said, we'll play three rounds. And each of you will get a chance to go first. But also, 
answers can be shared like on press your luck if somebody says an answer and the other two players think that's the right answer they can also say that answer but you also want to play strategically because you want to you want to try to end up getting the most points you don't want to tie because if we tie then i'm just going to do that captain quint in the jaws of death thing again (laughs) (laughs) who can respond the fastest um so here we go andy are you ready for the first title yes it is a motion picture called Zombieland, not the original, but the sequel, Zombieland Double Tap. Now, who out of that now you can, you know, you can discuss your answers out loud. You just everybody just has to lock in on something eventually. Uh, who do you think would be uh, most popular from that movie right now? Oh, because they, they got the cameos of the parallel team, uh, which is Luke Wilson. Okay, so we got. Wait, is it bad if I start naming names and then deciding once I've said them out loud because I'm giving away who's in it? Mm, or, maybe. <laughs> uh, um, oh, oh man. I'm, you know, I'm happy to help if people are completely blanking about who's in a movie. So. No, I can picture at least like five or six people in it. They just all kind of seem like a similar level of famous. But maybe I'll just go Emma Stone. All right. What do you think, Jen? She's the only name I know for them. <laughs> um, and I'm I I'm gonna also say that because I think she's been in the news lately for some other things, so I feel like her popularity would be the most right now. All right. So you're thinking she's more popular than Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Jeremiah? I'm actually going to go Woody Harrelson on this one. I, okay. I think he might be the number one at the moment. We'll see, though. All right. Well, then you you know you'll definitely have a different score than the other two players. Uh, Andy, you're locking in on Emma Stone. Let's do it. Yep. Okay. And Jen wants to stay with Emma Stone as well. Hmm. Yep. Jeremy, Aya is going with <laughs> Woody Harrelson. He could be getting that McConaughey bump right now. You know, that could be a great answer. Mm. Well, there's a, a documentary on Netflix right now called Kiss the Ground that's narrated by Woody Harrelson. Oh. And it's all about how we could solve a lot of our uh, problems if we just uh, did more with soil. Uh, I've, al- are, I've always said that. Currently <laughs> uh, but coming in, uh, obviously, one of the things you can do with soil is grow some really good weed. Uh, <laughs> so that's why Woody Harrelson's on board. Uh, coming in, I assume. Coming in at number <laughs> seven, the aforementioned Jesse Eisenberg. I tried to throw some of you off the scent with that one because he's uh, apparently the seventh most popular person right now in that movie, and he's ostensibly the, the lead character. Uh, number six, sorry, apologies to Jeremiah because it is woody harrelson uh, six. Wow. Six. wow yeah fifth place is abigail breslin fourth place is a, a i i guess a, i don't even remember this happening but i guess there's a return cameo from bill murray in, oh man in double tap uh number three is uh zoe douche douche zoe douche um who i think might be super popular today because she plays princess bride in a that video they made where uh, a bunch of actors all just recreated scenes from princess bride until oh they, right 
until it was like you could watch the whole movie that way, I guess, uh, which is strange. Um, <laughs> and then number two, because she's a voice in the crudes, I guess, is the reason why, is uh, Emma Stone. Oh. Okay. Don't tell us. Can we try to guess number one, though? I would love it if somebody guessed I, number one. Is It's not... Rosario Dawson has a small part. There's no way it's her, though, right? Who else is... It is Rosario Dawson. It, it is? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Rosario uh, is uh, quite... Uh, has a lot of popularity now because she is in uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. She's oh, news, I feel like... She's in the news also, Jen? <laughs> no, I just feel like she always is. I don't know. I feel like she's always... I don't know. I feel like I see her name a lot more than Emma Stone in general, just like if I'm seeing things float around. Yeah, and she's, uh, I don't I don't think they're not together anymore, but she dated Eric Andre for a, for a minute. Oh, I might have met her once and not realized that was her. <laughs> I think that, that could have, because that's, that's how I know they were dating. Is I, I met her when he came to a gig and she was with him. I was very excited. I like whenever <laughs> any comedian I know dates some famous person and then brings them along. Uh, <laughs> uh, much to the chagrin of the person I know, because I generally dive right in. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, uh, Andy's got two points. Jen has two, but Jeremiah, it's still anybody's game. And uh, Jen gets to go first in this round. And the film, Jen, and mm-hmm. I'll. Be happy to remind you who's in it, because uh, maybe you won't recall. It had a big cast, and it was called Widows. What? I've yeah. literally never heard of Ugh. it. Well, let me uh, let me throw some of the names at you, and then you'll go. Oh, maybe it'll sound more familiar. It was, like I said, a giant cast, including uh, Viola Davis, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell, Liam Neeson. Uh, hmm and uh, several more. I love Robert Duvall, one of my favorite actors. And there you go. And it was about a bunch of widows. So widows is, um, how do I describe it? I I saw it and I, 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 you know, I liked it. I just didn't love it. I just kind of went in with really high expectations. And then, um, oh, it was directed by, the dude who did 12 Years a Slave, it was his follow-up to that, which was also interesting to do a uh, kind of a crime movie that's uh, modern day and um, uh, with a big cast. And again, it's called Widows. Steve McQueen has a series of movies on uh, Amazon Prime right now called the Small Axe series. And it's like uh, four films, maybe five, that are all directed by him and are you know, different stories of the, the uh, black experience. Hmm. All right. So, yeah. And the, and the screenplay of uh, widows was, it was written by Jillian Flynn who uh, wrote the uh, aforementioned gone girl. Oh, I think. Um, so what do you think, Jen? Um, okay. I want to say Robert Duvall just cause I love him and I just feel, but I should try to play competitively. Mm-hmm. I feel like Viola Davis is more hot right now and her name would be mentioned. So I don't think she's number one, but do I guess that or do I just guess her name? Yeah, you just say oh, okay. Viola Davis and then if she falls in the top three, you'll get points. For oh, okay, right. Yeah. She's in. I think she's in there somewhere. Okay. 
What do you think, Jeremiah? Yeah, I'm going to go play safe uh, and go Viola Davis this round. I, you know, I'm sorry that I brought up a movie that is less uh, less known than I thought it was. I For this game, it's good to have something that has a big cast of, of famous people So because, you know, some guests are better at uh, recalling these things than others. What do you think, Andy? Uh, I'm going only off, yeah, the same four names you listed. Was it Colin Farrell, Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, and Robert Duvall? Yeah, and I left some out just in case yeah, somebody right. had a spark in their brain that they thought of one. I mean, just to differentiate myself of those four, uh, Liam Neeson. Let's go with Liam Neeson. All right. Um, it's almost like we didn't play around at all because <laughs> oh no, Ola Davis was uh, eighth on that list, oh. which is just a shame. And then Robert Duvall was number seven. Okay. But uh, some other actors that are in it was uh, number six was Garrett Dillahunt, who's uh, he's very good, but uh, people don't necessarily know him by name because he's such a good character actor. Uh, John Bernthal from mm. uh, Walking Dead and then many other things since then was number five. Colin Farrell, number four. Three mm. is Liam Neeson. Ah. And then here's the fun twist for me is that uh, two women are in the top two slots. Uh, number two is an actress I like very much named Carrie Coon. Oh, yeah. And I think it's because she's currently in a movie that's on streaming called uh, The Nest. And uh, number one is Elizabeth Debicki, who is, Ooh. I guess, number one because she's in the what's shaping up to be like the biggest movie of the year because it was the only big release this summer, and that's uh, Tenet. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. So we all learned a little something on that one. You threw us a hint saying they tried to make it a Liam Neeson movie, but we didn't pick up on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't uh, I? Didn't I pick Liam Neeson though? Oh, did? No. Oh, you did? I thought so. I thought, oh, I yeah. might have to go to the tape. I thought I did. Yeah, I he did. He did. You did. You did. Oh, damn. I apologize. He did. He did go for Neeson. I was just hoping somebody would figure out one of those other women's names, but. Uh, everybody being unfamiliar with the movie made that really difficult. So <laughs> for this next movie, if anybody says, I don't know that one, I'm coming to your home. <laughs> making you watch From 2012 and uh, uh, Jen, you, uh, wait, uh, Jeremiah gets to go first. This time. Yeah. Uh, from 2012, the original, the Avengers. Hmm. Lots of people in that. Oh, yeah. Lots of Avengers and people who love them. (sighs) Who do you think is number one, Jeremiah? Yeah. I guess I'll go with Robert Downey Jr., but uh, there's a couple other Avengers that I'm really on the fence about saying might be number one. I personally feel like Robert Downey Jr. and the and the first Iron Man movie is what really cracked the whole the whole thing open. Like I think yeah. the whole Avengers thing would not have been as big if it wasn't for his uh, attitude in, in that role. Because I mm-hmm. think people were already not that into superheroes that are just do gooders. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna stick with Robert Downey Jr. We'll see. Okay. Andy? Uh, I'm 
just torn because I forgot whether Black Widow was introduced in a later sequel. I know you're not going to tell me that, but if Scarlett Johansson was in this one, I would go with her. I just don't know if she actually was. So to play it safe, I'm also going to go Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Plan to win. I like it. <laughs> ben, what do you think? I was going to say RDJ as well. And my logic is that I heard him on a podcast recently. So I feel like he's out and about. Uh, out there doing podcasts. I, he was on that, like Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, whatever their podcast is called. It's a couple of famous guys getting in on the podcast action. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and uh, the other one, um, the guy from Will and Grace, it's cute, but I only listen if I like the guest. Anyway, the point is. Oh, Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. RDJ was on there. I'm just throwing that out. I think it's him. But again, I, it's not like I know everyone in those movies. All right. So um, if everybody picks Robert Downey Jr., then uh, that means Andy's our winner. Oh, I didn't mean to make it like that. <laughs> uh, it, it happens sometimes because you have three points and Jen has two and Jeremiah is, is here with us as well. And uh, <laughs> hey, I have two points as well, Doug. Why? How'd you get two points? Because I named two uh, two movies, or does the game only count as the the first thing that we played? New game, yeah. Oh, then I have one. <laughs> um, this was a, a you know another interesting one to me. Uh, Samuel Jackson was number seven. Mark Ruffalo six. Chris Evans five. And then in the four slot, the guy everybody picked, Robert. Oh. Uh, number three, because he was a voice in the series before Vision showed up in the flesh, uh, Paul Bettany. Interesting. Oh, number weird. three, and I was excited about that because I'm a big fan of, here's something for you to watch, Jen, in uh, January. Mm -hmm. In January, you should watch um, <laughs> the movie. I mean, everybody, everybody listening should watch this movie. I love it. It's called Uncle Frank. And it's uh, by it's from Alan Ball, who uh, you know created Six Feet Under, and it's um, a really good, uh, really good drama that's currently on. Uh, you can watch it on Prime. Wonderful. Yeah, writing it down. Um, number two, Chris Hemsworth, mm. and then number one, you were sniffing around it, Andy Scarlett Johansson. Uh, of course. Oh, so even if he didn't win, he would have won. Yeah, he's just winning in every way possible. He's winning, winning when he's losing. He's a winning loser. That's the other funny thing that happened on Jeopardy is that uh, the contestant that eventually took you down, Andy, is a guy that producer Ryan and some other people I know, they also know him. Oh, he's a friend of mine. Yeah, we had to sign a waiver that day saying we wouldn't collude and they were going to make sure we were never on the same episode. But then by the end of that day, because they shot all five episodes in one day, um, I think they just decided, well, we don't want to like bring an alternate and we're just going to put him up anyway. So I was standing next to a guy that I've worked on projects with. Like, and then he won. Then they beat That's me. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. So wild. But then, you know, you, you, you win ultimately because he came back. He, he won one more day after that and then and then lost. Or did he lose the next day? I think he lost on Monday. Yeah. So he only he was only a one night champion. You were a four night champion. <laughs> so you will always have that. Plus being champion today on Douglas movies. I mean, it just wow. keeps getting this, better for you. This feels like vindication. <laughs> Honestly, even after Jeopardy, I was still like, this feels good, but I, I, I would have rather have beaten John Hamm in the tournament of championships uh, back in the day on DLM. 
<laughs> that still stings. That's crazy. I love that. <laughs> uh, I should get the two of you back for a rematch. Um, but thank you for playing my my games today, everybody. Jen Kirkman. No fun with Jen Kirkman's the name of the podcast. <laughs> She's working on a secret project that we'll hear about, I hope, someday. Uh, you know, uh, can we talk about the fact that you did, you were involved with uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I, yes, I wrote on uh, seasons one and two. Yeah, I mean, that was that's pretty cool that you were involved in that show. That, that <laughs> you know, maybe I'll go back to it and write for it again. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jeremiah Watkins, the podcast is called Jeremiah Wonders. Yeah, and I have uh, my debut one-hour special coming out on Amazon Prime on Tuesday, December 8th, and then v- Video on Demand, Apple TV, Roku, a bunch of different platforms. Oh, my goodness. It's on Prime. That's so That's good. Awesome. People can watch that and Uncle Frank and the uh, Small Axe films by Steve McQueen. So much to look at there. I also love a show on Amazon uh, Prime called Wayne. If uh, anybody wants a uh, half-hour very funny, but also very violent program. Uh, I recommend Wayne. Um, Andy Wood, can you name all of your podcasts? I mean, the only <laughs> one that I'm doing regularly is is probably Science, which I've been doing with Matt Kirsten for eight years. But there's a movie one that is on a two-year hiatus called Twinsies, where we analyze strange twin film phenomena like Deep Impact and Armageddon, like why those things happen, which they happen a lot. Like There's enough that we could Hopefully TJ Chambers and I will start that up again soon because there's so many of those pairings we haven't done yet. But um, you can look up Twinsies or probably Science wherever you get your podcasts. Well, your Twitter page has like two other podcasts too, right? Like you've you've dabbled in a, in a few different ones. I don't remember them if I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your Twitter bio is just sort of like Jeopardy and then like lists a bunch of podcasts. So uh, <laughs> take another look at that and... Um, I hope you get to be in the uh, Tournament of Champions on Jeopardy. I think that'd be so cool. Thank you. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, you go on there, make more money. That can't hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a show coming up where you could see me telling jokes and playing a game from Doug Lowe's Movies with with some guests. Uh, That's going to be on December 26th at RushTix.com, 420 show uh, Pacific Time. 720 in the east and it goes long i've done a few of these now and uh the last one was three hours and 45 minutes you know you can really go dave Chappelle when you're just doing a show from your home yes totally nobody comes around and says get off (laughs) (laughs) um thank you once again to jen kirkman jeremiah watkins and andy wood delightful people all and we'll see you next time as always Look under your beds, because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, because Doug loves movies.